0: You can check out our service times and more information about the church on our our website, waterhousechurch.com. Check us out on Facebook or any other social media sites that you may have. We would love to see you. I pray that today you are renewed, restored, refreshed, and that your spirit comes alive. Now here is today's message. Living in extreme generosity. And so what we're going to do is we're going to focus on three things. Stewarding your time, stewarding your talents, stewarding your treasure, and leveraging all for the kingdom of God. And then November the 20th, we're going to take up a miracle offering. Every penny that we take in is going to go back into our community and give huge bonuses for those great organizations that we support as a church. It's going to be great, and I can't wait. Hey, house Church, thanks for giving. Hey, Waterhouse Church, thank
1: you. Thank you. Waterhouse Church, thank you so much for being a part of what God is doing in Spain. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Waterhouse Church, thank you so much for giving to the Parker County Center of Hope.
0: Hey Waterhouse! Oh, hey! I'm on Marjorie. Hey Waterhouse Church, thank you guys for being here today. Um, we are so glad that you joined us. As you watched the video, you saw just some of the organizations and ministries, and also uh, some of the missionaries that we support as a church. And we're just saying thank you this, this month, this whole month of November. We're being thankful. All for God is done. I love that song that we sang, Thank you. I mean, has God not been faithful? Has God not been faithful in your life? I pray that as you look back in your life, you say, man, God, you have been so good to me, more than I deserve, more than I'm, than is expected. God has been so good to us and he's been good to us as a church. And we want to celebrate all God's doing through us as a church this month. And we're talking about uh, how to leverage the thing that God has given to us. And Karen's going to share a, a message with us here in a moment. It's just powerful and it's awesome. But I want to talk about what we're going to do next week. Next week is the 20th, and we're going to be talking about our treasure, the things that God has given to us. And and what we're going to do is at the end of each service, we're going to have a station set up where you're going to bring your offering. And some of you give online. We'll give some extra uh, instructions on how to do that too. Thank you for giving. And everything that comes in that week is going to go back into our community. We're not going to keep a dime of it. It's going to go to the three organizations in our in our community that we support, and we're gonna let you know what those organizations are next week and we're gonna have one of the families come up and kind of share what they're doing. And we're partnering with them this year uh, in what God's doing in the church and the community. And so please come next week, come prepared to bless, come prepared to be generous and to bless our community because it's not about us. It's about what God's doing through these amazing organizations, and we just want to help them do what God's called them to do. And so the 20th is going to be awesome. And then the 27th, we're going to do a celebration day. It's going to, we're going to celebrate all God's done. We're going to look back on the year what God, uh, and just say thank you. Say thank you, God, for all you've done. In our lives. And we also have some baptisms coming up on the 27th. Super excited about that. So if you want to get baptized, you've never been baptized, you can sign up to be baptized. You can text the word baptized 817-803-3131. You'll see that number up here a little bit later. Karen's gonna give you some uh, instructions on how to use that number. But God's been good, God's been faithful. Thank you. Thank you for serving. And if you if you serve in the church, you should have you should have RSVP'd. Hopefully, RSVP'd used to have time but your RSVP for the party tonight at Film Alley. Some of, yeah, we're going to have a bowling competition, and if we get kicked out, it was another church, okay? So it's going to be good. Yeah, Dad, yeah, don't bring your shirt. No, uh, It's going to be good, and we just want to say thank you for serving because, guys, we can't do this on our own, and, and Karen's going to share that as well. So I do want to introduce Karen to you. Karen is our youth pastor. She does a phenomenal job. She runs a very well-oiled machine. She has a great leadership team, and she also helps the volunteer base here. She does so many other things. Uh, I often tell her, like, I just need to give you a, a fire extinguisher. You just run out and throw out fires, because that's what she does. She's the fireman around here, puts out all the fires in the church that happen, and uh, can't do it without her. So thankful for her and Brian. You guys, you know, when, when we brought her on, I had no idea what to expect, but but she has been such a valuable part of the ministry here, and she's going to bless you today with this message. So, Karen, I'll turn it over to you.
1: Thank you. Um, Like I said, I have to live up to that, so we'll try. Okay. (laughs) Um, But today we're talking about just thank you for forgiving your talents. And the tag to this, um, this sermon series is living in extreme generosity. And so last week we talked about giving your time and, um, and how that can be something that we can be so generous in. And so, but we have to talk about what it means to be generous. And, um, and we give, we might give, right? But sometimes we only give, what we have to give, and yet to be generous is over and above that, and so um, what does it mean to be generous? So generous means showing a readiness to give more of something than is strictly necessary or expected. It's marked by abundance or ample proportion, and so um, it's over and above what's expected of you. And and so um, what's expected of you maybe is just, you know, we, ex- we hope that you know, like, as a, if you become a church member, some things are expected of you. Like, we expect you to show up on a Sunday morning if you're a church member. Most Sunday mornings, we want you to be here because you're part of our church. Um, and so there's things that are expected of you um, if you just become part of our church. But there's things um, that we can be generous in in that as well. And so I think of when I think of somebody who's generous, I think of a parent. Because parents, they usually don't do just what's strictly expected of them so what's strictly expected of a parent just to keep their kid alive and well for 18 years until they move out, right? That's it. Um, you feed them every once in a while you you know you do their laundry usually and that's generous um, <laughs> but that's, that's what's strictly expected of you as a parent. And yet so many parents um, are so generous in their, giving their home to allow their parents, their, their kids, to live with them even, uh, even longer past their 18th birthday. And then they give them cars and do all these amazing things for them. And um, it's just parents are usually some of the most generous people. And they really do uh, give over and above. For their kids, and um, like I always tell my I always tell my youth, if your parents let you live with them past eighteen, do it because it's cheap, and <laughs> and living on your own is expensive and hard. <laughs> so I always tell them. But but parents are the, some of the most generous people, and and we if we think about it. God is our Heavenly Father. He is our parent, right? He's the person that provides for us. He's the person who goes over and above what's strictly necessary. And so um, as God being our parent, we see that in Matthew 7, 9 through 11. It says, Or which one of you, if his son asks asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And so we as evil people can be generous and good to our kids and yet here we have God who is so much more generous than even us who aren't near as good, right? Who aren't good, God is good and he just gives so much. He is so generous. And so um, we're able to live generously because we know that everything we have is not ours. And so nothing we have is ours. Everything that we have, our talents, our time, our treasure, is all from God, and it's all God's. It's all his. We just get, we, he lends it to us. And so it's really easy to give someone else's stuff away. Have you ever given somebody else's stuff away? You're like, oh, yeah, that's not mine. You take it. Um, <laughs> I think of garage sales. A lot of times we'll have a garage sale and we'll mark our stuff as like, okay, this is, this is worth a lot because it's mine. And I, I have so much attachment to it. But it's my siblings, uh, it's 50 cents. You can have it, actually. You know, don't even worry about it. But we, when it's somebody else's stuff, it's way easier to give away. I always think of my dad. He has a lot of stuff and I'm always like, Give me the chance to give it away, and I'll do it. I got this, right? <laughs> so give away the stuff. Uh, but it's so much easier when it's not yours because you have no attachment to it. You're, you're not emotionally attached. Um, and so, But it's also easier to give away somebody else's talent, right? You're like, oh, I know somebody who could do that. Re- I know somebody who's good at that. I know somebody who you know, has the time for that. We can give away somebody else's talents, too. It's a lot easier than giving away our own. And so... Uh, King David, he knew that everything he had and everything the Israelites had um, wasn 't theirs to begin with, and it made giving to the building of god 's temple a whole lot easier and so in first chronicles we 're going to read uh, how David is just excited about they get to be generous to God, but he realizes Uh, Because this is a time where the the Israelites are giving offering to God's temple. They're saying, we're going to build God's temple, and um, we're going to give as much as we can so that God's temple could be amazing. And so they're giving gold, silver, wood, like as much as you can think of, so much. And uh, even more, I mean, so much. And so they're giving this crazy amounts, and yet David says... Wow, like we got to give this to God. And yet he was so generous to even give this to us. And so 1st Chronicles 29:10 through 14 says, everything we have is from God. Praise be to you, Lord, the God of our fathers Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor. For everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give thanks to you and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hands. That last verse is my favorite. It really shows how David really sees that everything is from God, that it's a privilege to be able to give to God. And, and God doesn't force us to give him things, right? He gives us all this stuff, and he hopes that we'll be generous with it. That's his hope for us. And, and here we see the Israelites getting to be generous with what God has given them. So every gift and talent we have was given to us by God. And so why do we give? Matthew 10, 8 says, freely you have received, freely give. And so this verse is when Jesus is sending out his disciples two by two, and he tells them, go and do what you've seen me do. Right? He's like, go and heal the sick, go and cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. And so like he's saying, do what... You've already seen me do and do what I've done for you. Uh, he set them free. Uh, Jesus is telling them to use his gift, the gifts that he's given them. And so, every gift and talent we receive from God was given to us for free. Right? That's what a gift is. It's we didn't earn it. We didn't have to pay for it. It was free. He gave it to you, um, and we didn't deserve it. Right? And so, we give because God first gave. We love because God first loved. And giving generously comes from love. And so generosity comes from the motive of love. And the motive matters here. You can give over and above, but is it generous if you're doing it because you want people to see you give? Is that generosity? It's not. It's trying to be be seen. Um, And so generosity comes from love. It's the motive of love, the motive of thanks even, right? We're thankful for what God has given us, so we want to be generous to others. And so it's the motive matters. Uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 7 says, Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, For God loves a cheerful giver. And the message here, that last verse, it says, God loves it when the giver delights in the giving. And so we want you to be generous with what you have, but be excited to give what you have. And um, not giving reluctantly. And not giving begrudgingly. Like you're like, oh man, I'm here today. Dang it, right? Somebody forced me to be here. That's not generously giving your time. Um, <laughs> generously giving your time is being like, yes, I get to be here today. Um, and so, but the idea is that we're excited to give. And so, what is a talent? So, we're supposed to, we want to be generous with our talents. And a talent is something that you are naturally good at. You can usually develop and learn a talent quicker than someone without the talent. So if you're really, if you want to play gu- guitar and you're really not talented at it, you're not going to be able to develop it very well. So my, um, <laughs> my grandma, she tried to play guitar for years. She would go to guitar lessons year after year. I'm pretty sure she went for at least five years, if not longer. And she never could play a song on guitar. Not once. Like, she, not, no songs were played on the guitar by her. Um, because she just wasn't talented at it. And then my brother goes to two lessons, and he's able to play the Flintstones song, you know, Flintstones, meet the Flintstones. Like, from the guitar, no big deal, way easy, because it was one of his talents he was naturally good at. He didn't have to take a ton of time to be able to develop it, because it was already something he was good at, even without having to learn. And that's what a talent is. It's something that we're good at without having to learn much. We have to have some development, but we're already naturally good at it. And so if you're not naturally good at it, you might spend five years taking lessons and paying somebody to teach you, and you just never learn anything. So it's important to have the talent if you're going to try to learn something. What's the difference between a talent and a spiritual gift? And so a talent is something that you're born with, so your natural birth, and a spiritual gift is something that you're born again with, so through salvation. And so when you get saved and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are a new person. You become new. You are a new creation. And so you get these things that you didn't have before, spiritual gifts. You get those from God. He gives you spiritual gifts. And Some of those spiritual gifts are 1 Corinthians 12 28, and he kind of talks about uh, what spiritual gifts you might get from God when you become saved. So, here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church apostles, prophets, teachers, those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, and those who speak in unknown languages. And so, these aren't all of the gifts that God can give you. Um, But a spiritual gift is different than a talent. A talent is something that you have just naturally, and then a spiritual gift is something that you get when you get saved. And the cool thing is, even if you're not saved, you still have talents. God is so good and generous, even to those that aren't his kids, right? Even to those people who aren't saved. He still is generous to them, which is amazing. And so... Um, can you be good at something but not be but it not be your gift or talent? Have you ever been good at something but it just drains you you're miserable afterwards that is not your gift or talent um, I was a preschool teacher for a little while and after teaching preschoolers for too long um, <laughs> I was I hated everybody like afterwards it was like don't talk to me don't don't touch me. I'm. I can't handle you, right? And that was I couldn't do it because it drained me. Um, being able to teach these preschoolers, like I did it fine. Like the director was like, "You do great. You're so good at teaching these preschoolers." And I'd be like, "But I hate myself afterwards." Um, <laughs> and so, um, so it was not my gift, not my talent. I, I can work with kids, but I get so drained that I'm miserable afterwards, and that's not what a, a talent does to you. A talent is something that you're excited about. A gift gives you excitement. When you do it, you even get more energy. It, it's, it's something that you're excited about and that you're good at, but that gives you energy. And so, yes, you can be good at things, but they drain you. So that means it's probably not your talent. You need to make note, like, OK, was that something that drained me? I probably shouldn't do that very often. You can do it every once in a while, right? But like that shouldn't be the thing that you're doing every week. Um, <laughs> And so a lot of times, we can really get trapped in the lie that our talent is maybe not as good as somebody else's talent. Maybe we compare somebody else's talent to ours. And, and so we wonder, like, is my talent worth less than somebody else's talent? And um, we might think, OK, I want to be, be the lead singer, or I want to be the pastor. I want to you know, be in front of people and like, have people see that. But really like maybe you're like really good at playing guitar and we just need you to play guitar like you don't have to uh, be the singer or uh, the person in charge, but we just need guitar because it's worship is great with guitar and so uh, but a lot of times we want maybe we want to lead or be the person seen the most, but we really need you to be the helper if that's what you're good at and we can't we can't have just the the people in charge or the people that are in front of people only serving, because there's a lot of people who serve in the background, and we need that. But uh, Romans 12, 5 through 8, in the message, shows us how important it is to serve in what you're good at and serve at what you do. And it says, Each of us finds our meaning and function as a part of his body, but as a chopped-off finger or cut-off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? So since we find ourselves fashioned into all these extremely formed, excellently formed and marvelously functioning parts in Christ's body, let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. If you preach, just preach God's message, nothing else. If you help, just help don't take over. If you teach, stick to your teaching. If you give encouraging guidance, be careful that you don't get bossy. If, you put in, if you're put in charge, don't manipulate. If you're called to give aid to people in distress, keep your eyes open and be quick to respond. If you work with the disadvantaged, don't let yourself get irritated with them or depressed by them. So do what God has called you to do. Don't try to do what God has called someone else to do. And so each gift and talent is important and needed. Even the -the behind-the-scenes stuff, and sometimes especially the -the behind-the-scenes things. We need those things. And so why give your talent? Um, A church can't function without you. A church can't function without your talents and your time and your treasure. 1 Corinthians 12 says this, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? If your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? but our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Because we need each other. And we are the church that's, God, that's Christ's body. As a church, we are Christ's body, and we need each other. And, uh, as a youth pastor, I, I have lots of people who help me out on Wednesday night. It's not just me, because I need other people. I need those people to be able to have those discussions. Otherwise, a Wednesday night might look a lot like this. If I didn't have anybody else helping me, it might look like this. This is which is fine. But for for kids, they need discussion. They need people they can talk to. They don't need they need that discussion in that community. And we need small group leaders that are able to have those discussion things and be able to bring out those questions that they might have, to be able to teach them well. And so I have a lot of people who come on Wednesday nights so that we can make sure that these youth feel like they are heard, that they, they feel like they are seen, and that they feel like they can be poured into well. And so I can't do that alone. It's just me. I can't do that for all the twenty-five, thirty youth that we're doing, especially as we grow. We can't, I can't do that myself. It's not just going to happen with just me. And so um, you can't do life alone, right? Your talents are not going to be able to get you through life alone, what you specifically can do. If you can't change a tire, what's going to happen when your tire pops and like are you, you can't and you have nobody else to do it for you, right? If you can't do it, then you're alone and you might have to pay somebody. But what if you don't have the money, right? There's all these things. But if you have people who love you and surround you and have those talents, then you can just call them up and be like, hey, I need you right now because we're in that community. We're able to have that if we have that community and we we need that. We need other people. We need other people. Um God created humans in community. So God created Adam and Eve, right? That's a community that he created. And then God himself is a community. God is the trinity. He's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He's all one, but he himself is a community. And so community is so important. And with community comes all the talents that we get. So look at a normal Sunday morning, right? What would it look like? if we only had the five people on staff serving okay so like right now we have a lot more than five people serving and so i might probably end up having to be the pro presenter person and maybe the sound person and i can do pro presenter fine but i don't know sound i can turn it on sometimes sometimes and so you might get a lot of feedback or it might sound weird or you may not even, Some somebody might be, we might not be able to turn it on, so you might have Pastor Neil up here screaming at you. Um, and so what it would look like for just the staff and not their spouses, right, to be able to just serve, it would be crazy. And then you would see Emily in the, in the kids' building, it would be Emily and probably Carrie, because I don't know if it drains her to be with kids, um, <laughs> but she seems a little bit better than I am. And so, <laughs> so she would be over there helping Emily, and they'd probably have the nursery and the pre-K and all, everybody in one room, and there would be no rec crew, which is the kids that help out and help them make sure that you know the little kids are able to get the message as well as they can. And so it would just be crazy just to have... Just to have five people serving, and then Christian could be a one-man show. But even then, if we didn't have sound, it might not be great. Um, so all of these things, if it was just staff, <laughs> thank you, it's not. <laughs> I'm just saying. It would just not work out. It wouldn't. Church wouldn't work out without you and the, the, the service they all give here. And um, we need more than just the staff to be able to serve, to be able to have church, on a Sunday morning. And that's why y'all are so important to us. We couldn't do this without you. And that's why we want to celebrate y'all today. That's why we're having the bowling. And the. the, we want to celebrate y'all. We want to celebrate y'all more. But this is what we can give for you right now. Because y'all are awesome. We can't do this without you. And so we get filled by pouring out. And so if we're pouring out in the right place, we're going to get filled through that. Proverbs 11, 24 through 25 says, One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give, and only suffers want. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched. And one who waters will himself be watered. See, when you're pouring out in the place that you're supposed to be, you're going to feel filled through that um, One of our deacons, she serves in a lot of places, but she said whenever she was um, at a different church in Florida, she was not able to serve. And she said because she wasn't able to serve, she didn't feel like she was being spiritually filled through that church. And so serving was a big deal to her, and it's a big deal to us, and it's a big deal to God. And so if she, if you can't serve, if she couldn't serve, it was hard for her to be part of that church. And that was a big thing for us as staff to realize, OK, we need to make sure people can serve. We need to make sure there's places for all. When she said that, we were like, wow, OK, serving is important. And so how can we be generous with our talents? One of those places, so yes, we, wanna, we want you to be generous with your talents at church, and we'll talk about that. But one, we also want you to serve outside of church. We should be generous with our gifts with our neighbors, with our friends and family, with our coworkers, and even our enemies, we should be generous with those gifts that God's given us. In one of those ways, maybe if you're a helper, maybe you have the gift of helping, and you know one of your neighbors can't mow their lawn, so you, you get that done for them. Or maybe you know they can't go grocery shopping, so you make sure they have their groceries. That's something that you can do, as, if that's your gift, to be able to help serve your neighbor. And then maybe you're really good at giving advice. You've you got lots of wisdom. And you can, and through that, you can help your friends and family make good decisions. Right? There's these things that we can do with our gifts and talents. Among those things, plenty of things that we can do to help serve those around us outside of the church. And so Matthew 5.16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And so when we serve others, we're glorifying God. When we serve others outside of the church and inside of the church, we're glorifying God and we're we're letting our light shine. But our gifts and talents are good for building up the church and also are important for building God's kingdom. The church is a great place to practice our gifts and talents. And so... Right, the church is one place where you can give generously your gifts and talents, and it's it's a place where we we practice them. We realize, we learn what our talents are, and we're able to mess up sometimes because not everybody is going to do things the right way the first time, and we know that at church. Um, I think as a floater, I love being a floater because I get to talk to all of y'all and just get to be able to mingle and and be able to learn people's names and just learn how to have a conversation. And that's something that a lot of students don't know how to do nowadays. They don't know how to approach somebody and be like, hi, my name is so-and-so. And And here is the perfect place for that. It's a safe place where it's like, OK, it's OK to be awkward. It's OK if you don't know what to ask or how to have a conversation. But we're going to learn together. And so through learning, a lot of times it's hard to learn if you can't fail, right? If you can't fail, you're not going to be able to learn. And so here, it's okay to fail. It's going to be a lot harder to fail when you're (laughs) outside in the real world. And so that's where we practice here, so that when we're out in the real world, we have that ability now. We've developed that gift or talent. And so within the church, there are lots of places that you can give generously and grow your gift or talent. So our volunteer base has gaps. Always needing people who are willing to fill in those gaps, and being generous with your talents might simply just be filling in a gap. And so, here are just a couple of gaps that we have and that we've seen. Um, if you're and you can use these specific talents, so I can be like, I'm gonna name a talent and be like, oh, that's that's me. Then okay, we might need you here. Okay. So if you're really good at teaching and, and really like kiddos, right? That that's hard sometimes. And hey, some people are like, I would never work with youth. right? Some people are like, youth are harder than kids to me. But if you like kids, uh, we need more preschool teachers. So our preschool teachers, we have two, one at the 9 AM and one at the 11 AM. And if they want to go on a vacation and can't be here on a Sunday morning, what are they going to do? They're like, we need people who are willing to step in when they can't be here. And so if you, you want to be a preschool teacher, we need you. If you're really good at helping, and you also like kids, Emily needs people to help her, adults to help her in kids' church. It's, the youth do a great job of helping with those kids, but sometimes adults just make a big difference with help. And so Emily needs people who want to help with kids and who want to help her be able to make that uh, children's church as good as it can be. And then if you're really good at technology, so some of us, you're like, okay, that's not me. Um, can, and you can figure out systems and really quickly, and be able to like figure out technology quickly. Then we need you. We need you in pro presenter. See the words on the screen; they don't get there by themselves, um, and so we need you with that. Um, we also need you to serve in kids check-in. Those are both uh, places and systems that have to be learned, and it's technology, so that can be difficult for a lot of people. Uh, but some people are just great at it. It's just what they know. And so last week, actually, I accidentally threw somebody into kids' check-in without knowing she had never been trained. And she did great, because she was able to pick it up quickly. She'd already checked in her kids quite a few times, so she knew generally what to do. She even had like four new people to have to check in, and that's the hard part. Getting the new people checked in is the hardest part, and she did it all without ever being like, hey, Karen, I need help, which is crazy. So she has that gift. That was something that she was able to do without me having to train her, even though I totally would have. I like training people. I won't throw you in there, at least unknowingly. I won't throw you in there. (laughs) um, And then if you like leading a team, maybe you're a really good leader. You're good at organizing teams. We need people who are able to recruit and train more people for the kids building. Just recruit and train just in general. Um, We need that. And, And maybe you enjoy caring for and ministering to people through social media maybe social media is a place that you think okay this is where we need to be and so that's something that we're lacking in as a church being able to minister in social media and so if you're really interested in social media and want to be able to minister to people through that we need that as well so these are just a few of the places that we need people to be generous with their gifts and talents at and there's plenty of other places um, and you can show generosity by devoting your time and talents to just some area in the church. And so how do we develop our talents and gifts, right? You're like, OK, good. Like, I know what I, I want to give a gift or a talent, but I don't even know if, what, if I have a gift or a talent. Some people are like, I don't have gifts and talents. Some people say that. I'm like, no, you do. <laughs> you have gifts and talents, um, but we have to figure out what they are, and then we have to develop them. And so. One way of figuring out what your gifts are and and developing them is spending time with other people who can notice and point out things that you're gifted at. Sometimes it's easy for us to not see things within us, but we see things within other people. And so if we're hanging out with the right people, they're going to point out, hey, you're really good at that. And they're going to see when... Hey, you're good at cooking. I'm really not good at cooking, (laughs) and so we can point these things out because a lot of times, if you're good at something, your friend probably isn't as good at that. God puts the you know opposites attract, you know, because we are able to fill in those places where other people can't. And um, I I remember as a first grader, one of my teachers told my mom, "Hey, Karen's a really good leader." And so, like, she saw that within me as a first grader, you know, like, these things that because she was a leader and a teacher, she was able to, like, see that within me. And we're able to see that within each other. And especially as leaders, we want to be able to see that within you, and that's one of our jobs is to be able to help you find those things that you're good at and get you in those places. And so that's why we have the youth band. We have a band on Wednesday nights. We have singers. We have guitar. We have drums. Because we're helping them develop those things. We want them to be able to make mistakes. And it's okay. But maybe by the time we get to a little bit older, we're going to make less mistakes, right, if we've developed those things. And that's why we have the rec crew. We see in the youth that they are leaders, and we want them to be able to use those skills in, in church, but also just in life. And so we help them develop those things. And we really love to see when people find the right place to serve. Because when you're serving in the right place, it's a lot easier to give generously. So first, we hang out with the right people that can point out the good things in us. If you're hanging out with the wrong people, they're going to point out all the bad stuff, and that's not good. But hang out with the right people. Hang out with the people who can point the things out in you that they see could be developed. And then one thing that we can do is try things out and see if they're a good fit for you. So sometimes we just don't know if we're good with something because we've never had the chance to try it. And so like, if you've never played guitar and you try it, and you're like, wow, I can play the Flintstones in one sitting, then we know, okay, you're good at that. But we wouldn't have known that otherwise, right? If he'd never taken guitar lessons. And so we want to put you somewhere and be like, okay, is this where you're supposed to be? And it's going to be pretty obvious. It's either going to be like, yes or no. It's not going to be like, I don't know. Usually it's like, okay, it makes sense here. Or it's going to be like, no, like that's definitely not for me. And so you can tell us and we want to make sure that you're where you're supposed to be. And so. And that, you would, if it if it drains you, probably shouldn't be right. But if it gives you life, it makes you f- excited about it. We want you there. Um, and so try something out. Maybe you're maybe you're curious about something. Be like, okay, hey, I'm interested in this. Talk talk to a ministry leader. Talk to somebody who's in charge of that. And then always do this: ask God to reveal the gifts He has given you, so that you can use them for His glory right? Ask God to show you what he's given you, because he's the one who gave you these gifts. He's the one who even gave you the talents that you have, and he wants you to use them for his glory. Matthew 7, 7 through 8 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. When we're asking God to show us what he's got for us he's excited to do that he wants to be like hey look at what I've got for you he's excited and so he's going to give that to you and especially when you're like hey I want to serve you with this when you want to glorify God and that's your motive then he's like absolutely I'm going to help you with that if your motive is his will if your motive is to glorify God he's going to he's going to answer in that situation God created you and gave you those gifts. He's excited to help you grow them. And so those are the things that you can do to be able to figure out what are my gifts, where can I serve, what are my talents? Um, But maybe today, what's that next step? How can I start using those gifts and talents? So maybe you know what your gifts and talents are, and that's awesome, and maybe you don't, and that's okay too, because these next steps will help you figure those things out. And so, one of the things that you can do is sign up for our Discover class. And so, this Discover class is where you can learn um, places to, to serve, learn your gifts, and figure out how to help how you can be part of Waterhouse Church. And so, this is usually once a month. Uh, this this month is actually next this coming Wednesday. And so. Great timing, right? This Wednesday, if you're interested, it's at 6.30 PM on Wednesday. And Pastor Neil will lead that, and he's going to help you figure out your your gifts and talents. He's going to help you figure out where in Waterhouse Church you can serve and what Waterhouse Church is all about. And so the best way you can do the uh, best way you can sign up is text DISCOVER to 817-803-3131. That's our church number. You can text prayer requests. You can text so many different n- words that we have. Um, like, if you want to get baptized, text Baptized to that number, right? And so, um, but just this DISCOVER class is a great place to start. And maybe you're here, you're like, okay, this is my first Sunday here. Like, what can I do other than that? Because that's a little much, and that's okay. I get that. But, um, and so maybe you just want to know more places that are available to serve here. And so I don't know if they're still there, but there are some, some uh, booklets on where the water is. Y'all know where the water is, where we keep the water? Over there by Lee? Okay. <laughs> There's some booklets, and they say, you know, place op- service opportunities. And so it's, it gives you a whole list of the service opportunities that we have at the church, and it tells you what those, thi- those people would do. And so you're like, if you're not sure, you're like, I don't know if I want to do this. That gives you an idea of like where you could serve. And maybe you're already serving, and you don't feel like you're using the talents and gifts that God has given you well, and you want to find that right place for you. We want to help you find that right place. And just talk to a ministry leader. Talk to somebody who's in charge of that, that area, and help. That way, we can help you find that right place. But those are things that you can do. Uh, to To serve generously. God has given us so many great people at this church that who are already serving so generously. And we're just so thankful for y'all. We couldn't do it without you, just like I said. And I'll say it again, we couldn't do it without you. We couldn't do it without your talents. And um, so those are things that you can do. We hope that you'll sign up for the Discover class. Also, if you can't make it this month, we'll have one in January. The first of the year is a great time to restart and be like, hey, I'm going to serve, right? This is the first of the year. We're going to start doing that this year. Um, so those are going to be the things that you can do. But we're not going to have a prayer time today, but I just want to end in prayer and just hope that y'all know how important y'all are to this church. Let's pray. God, I just thank you today that you are so generous to us. I thank you that you've given us things that we get to use for your glory, God. I pray that you would help us to know where to serve, help us to find that right place, so that we can just be excited about what you're doing through us and and through the things around us, God. Help us to find that right place. And Lord, help us to be willing to take that next step. If it means just figuring out the opportunities, if it means talking to the person who's in charge, or if it just means going to the Discover class, and figuring out the gifts that you have around us. In Jesus' name, amen.